Welcome to another episode of the Pre-PT Grind Podcast, where we help students like you live out their dream of becoming physical therapists. In each episode, we will show and teach you how you can get one step closer to your dream of becoming a PT by increasing your level of clarity, confidence, and control. And as a thank you for listening to this episode, we want to provide you with a free gift. After coaching hundreds of students directly, we've learned that one, guessing is the enemy of your success as a future PT and knowing both that and what your current individual game plan should be is the difference between feeling confident and in control or overwhelmed and lost as a student. So we have a free training for you. You can find it at www.guessfreeprept.com. It's going to take care of you and it'll help you stop guessing and get in the driver's seat of your journey as a future PT. That's it. That's your free gift. Enjoy the rest of the episode. We'll see you in the next few moments. Welcome everyone to the Pre-PT Grind podcast. Today we have Toucan Abroad, which is a physical therapy shadowing organization that helps students get different experiences in other countries and kind of get a more well-rounded view of physical therapy and learn a lot about the cultures of the country that they're visiting. So I'm here with Phil and Allende. And Allende is a student who went through the program and Phil is a the director director of the program there we go so um i'm sure i personally have seen a couple of you guys' ads like on either on instagram or facebook or something like that and so i'm just curious like what exactly is the program how did it come to be like Ayinde, how did you end up finding the program just kind of asking a couple questions so phil i don't know if you want to go first and give like a brief history of the program and kind of um just what it's all about yeah absolutely and thanks for having us um, yes, yeah, so the Toucan Abroad started in 2018, and essentially, like you mentioned, it's an opportunity for students to study abroad um, within the PT field and get that experience there, um, shadowing our part through our partnered clinics in Costa Rica and Mexico are our two locations right now. Um, I think it's super beneficial that they're able to be in a different culture and there's different techniques as well as just in general traveling, I think is always the best education, really kind of accelerates the growth for you. So that's kind of the idea. And you get, um, depending on the program, 40 to 60 of these shattering hours while you're there. And then as well, we have a bunch of excursions and fun weekend activities um, to make sure you're getting to enjoy your time while you're in these paradises in Mexico and Costa Rica as well. No, that's awesome. And I'm sure uh, students might be asking how long are the programs that you guys have and just kind of what exactly happens and where your locations are in the countries. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we normally have our biggest time for our programs is during the summer because we usually work with undergrad students. So it corresponds with their summer breaks, of course. So we have three three-week programs um, through May, June, and July. And again, our locations are Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, and Cartago, Costa Rica. Um, what that looks like in the three weeks is you get there generally Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday. You'll get about 20 hours of shadowing with at least one excursion um, mixed in there as well. And then the weekends are always free time um, where normally everyone will go together either to the beach or to hike a volcano or uh, go zip lining in the mountains or something exciting like that. Um, and then they come back and then shadow and 
that's basically the three weeks. So what kind of physical therapy settings would these students um, be able to see while they're there in these countries? And then what kind of experiences would they be having with like the PTs in the clinic and whatnot with the um, patients that are coming in? Like what kind of setting is it? What are students more likely to see? Like describe like what a day would look like in one of these clinics. Yeah, so we partner with nine or 10 different clinics in each location. And the majority of the clinics are gonna be your general outpatient clinic, seeing all sorts of different patients. Um, we do have a couple of clinics that specialize in uh, children with cerebral disorders, um, also geriatrics. We have one of our Mexico locations is kind of a publicly funded clinic uh, that does a lot of pro bono work. So you get to see a lot of interesting cases there as well. And throughout the three weeks, you'll do one week of shadowing at one clinic, and then you get to rotate to a different clinic. So you're actually getting to experience three different settings, uh, three different techniques or you know, um, techniques that each therapist uses. Um, so you really get a, a wide breadth of experience when you're getting to go to all three different clinics. No, I think that that's pretty awesome. And Allende, have you had experience in a clinic in the U.S. and then also having experience in a clinic for the program? How would you feel like your experience with the program was different than like an experience in the United States? Definitely. So, yes, um, I have had experience in other clinics uh, in the U.S., I was able to have, I have been in smaller clinics and I've also been in larger clinics and also was able to experience like inpatient hours as well. So being in hospitals, but my experience going to, um, well, for one, going to, uh, we were in Puerto Vallarta. Um, for me was first, I had not had any experience in the pediatrics at all. So that was my first exposure to pediatrics was actually when I was on Toucan Abroad for shadowing hours. Uh, one of the things that I noticed a lot was just how, how much ha more hands-on I was in being like doing my shadowing overseas versus being in the States. Because, you know, here in the States, uh, certain practitioners, they have certain guidelines and regulations. So most of the time, like in the States, I just go in pretty much just a passive observer, maybe take a note here or two, or, you know, just kind of walk around and just watching for the most part. So in America, here in the States, it's very, for me, it was a lot more passive versus being in, um, but here, like being on Toolcan Abroad though, uh, it was a lot more hands-on. So I remember the first, yeah, but the first day of my clinic, uh, my clinic rotation, which was in the morning, after our, you know, official introduction or our official introduction with the physical therapist, after about maybe 30 minutes or so of like observing with the client, we were encouraged to, you know, get our hands, actually get a chance to use our hands, get our chance to use the equipment learn about the equipment how do you turn on the equipment like for instance working like just learning the the learning how to use the instruments um like how to use the e-stem or ultrasound uh, getting a chance to also uh, work with the patients as far as assisting 
the patient, just walking next to the patients. Mm -hmm. So if it was a patient who may have had, you know, gait abnormality, we got a chance to just stand next to the side of the patient and just actually use our hands. And so as a, I'm a kinesthetic and visual learner. So for me, that just really enhanced my learning experience times 10 for me. Now, Allende, were you in the location that was located in Puerto Vallarta or were you in the Cartago one? Yeah, I was in the location of Puerto Vallarta. No, I think that that's, that's pretty cool. Just like thinking about like my experience in the clinic and then hearing that, that's pretty awesome. So I'm sure some students are hearing that these are both in Spanish speaking countries. Does a student need to know Spanish in order to be successful in this program or have a great experience? And either one of you guys can answer this question. That's definitely probably one of the biggest concerns that we always get. Um, but now after three years, we've never had actually one complaint. Um, I think it's actually part of really the experience of the immersion into a different culture. Um, I think with physical therapy as well, there's a lot of nonverbal communication that goes on. Um, so it's cool to see how even with what might be a language barrier, um, you're still really able to understand a lot of what's going on. Also, um, people use different tools, different therapists know some English for sure. Uh, there's translating apps people will use sometimes. Whatever people are comfortable with, they always seem to make it work well. Uh, and we also always, um, when people are shadowing, they shadow in partners and pairs. So they can also help each other. If one knows maybe a little bit more Spanish, they can help translate. Uh, but overall, we always just say to have fun and enjoy the experience of you know, getting to try your new Spanish, learn new medical terms, um, learn parts of the body. A lot of them sound the same in Spanish as they do English because they you know, have Latin roots and whatnot. So it has not been an issue ever. I don't know if Allende, yeah. what you want to add I was gonna say, yeah. yeah, my Spanish uh, was pretty much little to none. Um, but by the time I, I left, but prior to, uh, yeah, prior after the experience, I could at least hold a decent conversation with, uh, uh, so, uh, with a few of the practitioners. Also, most of the, as Phil said, most of the clinicians are able to speak Spanish, I mean, speak English as well. But if their English is not as strong, uh, we actually, that, that's actually a perfect learning opportunity because now what happens is, um, you know, you, you go into these clinics and, you know, we have the physical, ther physical therapist, we understand that they have a lot of information that we don't have, basically. And so you kind of, in a sense, like, you look up to them as like the authority for, of, like, they're the bearer of all the knowledge and information when it comes to the field of physical therapy. But when, you know, when you're with a practitioner, maybe their English, maybe their English is not as strong and your Spanish isn't as strong. Now it, it actually enhances your learning experience because not only, not only are you, you know, just getting physical therapy hours, but you ask, you're actually building a connection um, with your therapist because now you can teach them a few words in English and they are teaching you a um, few words of Spanish. So now it's like the balance of exchange and the value that you bring to the clinic. Now you don't have to just go to a clinic of just get, oh, I'm just here to get my, I'm just here to get my observation hours. Now you can actually go and actually bring value to um, the actual clinic. So that was something that I picked up on 
And I, it, it, it made me feel a lot more comfortable because I'm like, oh, I'm here to learn and I can teach at the same time. Of course, I'm not able to teach, you know, anything from the physical therapy perspective, but you're also able to share your culture and you can learn about their culture as well. And that's really important going into our field of, the field of physical therapies because um, we're gonna be working with a lot of different patients. And so it's great to know like, hey, you know, I was in, uh, Costa Rica for you know three weeks and I was able to engage in the culture and so and I was also able to learn about different body parts because you never know when maybe you're doing a clinic rotation in school or uh, maybe you may end up going to a uh, and this is for a future student you may end up deciding hey I want to go to PT school in another country and so now you have some experience being in a different country for shadowing, which in tune will help you as a student moving forward. Uh, well, as a future clinician, now you can relate to your patients a little bit more because now you have a deeper understanding of someone else's culture. No, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go All ahead, right. Phil. Yeah, no, just to add on that when he was mentioning, uh, mentioning the relationships that you're kind of building with the therapist. That's actually probably my favorite thing about the program is because you only spend what a week with these therapists. But time and time again, I always see that they develop really close relationships. The therapist will sometimes take them out for coffee or something like that. And by the end, it's always a sad goodbye. And they're offering, you know, anytime you come back and visit, you can stay in my house. Like, uh, definitely come shadow more or anything like that. And I think um, that just speaks a lot about the cultures of these places that we go to that might be a little bit different where, you know, just spending a week with someone in such a warm and inviting environment um, that you may not always get that in the States. If you, I don't know if you've shadowed with a therapist for a week and they're inviting you over to their house and anything like that. But uh, that's definitely one of my favorite things. And then oftentimes we'll have a a get together at the end of the program with all the therapists and all the students kind of as a, a goodbye for everyone. So that's a lot of fun. And yeah, those relationships are, are really cool. A lot of those students are still in contact years after with the therapists that they worked with. And as I tell everybody all the time, this profession is 90% relationships, relationships with your patients, relationships with other clinicians, doctors, people, it's all about, that's all it is. So if you can find another way to do that, this is great. And I think that this program is fantastic for teaching cultural competency, because I think a lot of times we're sitting here and we see a patient and it may not be like in this situation, we have like Hispanic patients that you're treating and that you're helping with. That's one type of culture. But once you kind of understand like how to communicate between one different culture I feel like that helps you with any sort of other culture if that kind of makes sense kind of to understand like okay here's this barrier here's how I navigated it this way it's similar this way but like kind of just that understanding that empathy and understanding that it's somebody else's different way of life and I think a program like this is awesome for that because I can't tell you how many times I've walked to a clinic and there's a patient who like doesn't speak much English or maybe their English is broken English and they're struggling and all they need is someone to speak a little bit slower, a little bit more enunciating the words and just to kind of listen to them and not interrupt them. So I think a program like this would be great to teach patients that, to teach clinicians that. 
Here's a super underestimated key to getting accepted into PT school without always having to feel like you're guessing and hoping for the best. And that is focusing on your strategy, a proven strategy for yourself, what point A to point B is going to look like before you focus on the tactics. And the tactics is things like, which class should I retake? When should I submit my application? Those are usually the questions that most of us ask when in reality, there's a question far beyond that. And the reason why that's so important is because when you apply to PT school, when you submit your application, you should not be feeling like, oh, I hope they see the best in me. You should actually be able to know, hey, like, I know exactly what those schools are going to see on the other side. I know exactly, you know, what to expect. I know that I controlled everything I could control. And if you want that level of confidence, then we actually want to teach it to you. So uh, we actually have a training coming up. Uh, go to leveluptheprept.com if you want to see how we teach that to our students. But if you start focusing on your strategy before the tactics, then you're going to be in a lot more control as an applicant as we go into 2022. Totally. Yeah. And that doesn't even necessarily have to happen inside a clinic setting, just mm -hmm. traveling in general. I think uh, it's kind of a two for one here, but just traveling in general, uh, I think gives you kind of that uh, awareness of other cultures and just learning to communicate with all different sorts of people, which as you mentioned, you're going to have patients of, from all different places and backgrounds. Um, so just being able to be, be empathetic in the situations um, and, kind of work your way through if there's a language barrier or anything like that it's really invaluable I think yeah and I do have a question where are students staying when they're doing this program are they staying with um, host families are they staying like with the clinicians or something I'm just kind of curious where are students staying when they're in these programs in both locations we have a, a hotel that we partnered with and they get free breakfast every morning um, and they're both nice hotels. Um, our one in Mexico has a pool. The one in Mexico, we pretty much take up the entire hotel. So it's, it's kind of cool. It's our, our private little private little resort there. <laughs> no, that's fun. And Allende, how was your experience staying in like the hotel with all these other students who like had this like-minded, I want to learn more about other cultures and like study abroad and see what's going on with also the PT interest. How was that for you? Yeah, so that, that you know, um, you pretty much cultivate a family, and I think Phil can attest to this. Like each group has so many different personalities, and it also like it kind of reminded me that like with the like not every like even like we're all in this. Anyone who's interested in going into physical therapy, we all have our different reasons like why we want to do it. So it was really dope, like being able to when we're all staying under the same roof so we had this one common interest of physical therapy but then like you realize you, you get to learn more about the people they're like oh you like this you like that and so you go from just like it's it and phil can attest to this and i'm pretty sure because he's had so many different groups but they did like like for us first like starting out like everybody's kind of shy and kind of like probably like day one I remember very vividly so day one um I think you know you're gonna have some people that's more extroverted more introverted but for the most part like everybody's kind of like fill everybody out so probably like day one like we were all standing in the lobby everybody's kind of like quiet for a while and um I came down I was a little bit more like friendly at the time but 
literally probably in less than 72 hours, like you, you would have never known that any of us didn't know each other. And then like by the end of that week, it's like everybody's going to each other's rooms and, you know, uh, we're all playing different games, you know, chilling by the pool. You've, at this point, you've pretty much established, established like, okay, these are the people that I'm probably going to be the closest with on the trip. And so, um, you know, you, you really develop, like you pretty much become a family for the first, for, the, for like three weeks to a month with people that, you know, you never thought you would have met. So that does that answer the question? Make sure. Yeah. No, yeah, that's that's perfect. I'm sure students who are interested in Tucane abroad just want to hear like what somebody's experience was like, what kind of positive things that were going on, and just like the the real nature of it. And that's essentially what you've been answering. So that's good. Um, I'm sure students have um, questions about like the cost of the program or. Um, additional costs of like airfare and stuff like that. I know that like varies based on wherever you're coming from, but generally um, how much is this program like that you guys charge for it? Just kind of wondering, cause I'm sure people are asking about that. Yeah, no worries. Um, so for these upcoming summer programs, the cost, these are three week programs is $29.95. And what that's gonna mainly cover is obviously housing, um, which I said, Breakfast is included every morning. Uh, we'll have three different excursions, um, at least six different group meals provided, um, all of the transportation for uh, the excursions, um, just our clinic relations. And that's pretty much what most of that will cover. And then some things to note that are not covered, like you mentioned, is airfare. Um, we always recommend just Google Flights and then Southwest isn't on Google Flights if you're looking um, for the, the best airfare there. And then um, your meals outside of the group meals and breakfast and um, your ways of getting around on your own to your clinics uh, generally is going to be Uber, but Uber is very, very different in Mexico and in Costa Rica. Uh, your average Uber is going to be like a dollar fifty or two dollars. Uber is so cheap. So I studied abroad in Costa Rica back in 2017. Uber is so cheap. Like I think it was what 800 colones, which is like a dollar fifty for like to not even yeah <laughs> go like it, it not yeah not even just to like go wherever you needed to go. Like it was insanely cheap. Like something that would cost me twenty one dollars on an Uber ride in like Pittsburgh, which is where I went to school would cost me like maybe $3 if even it's insanely affordable. Like it's, it's, and right. it's not, it's not scary either. Like I would say like the people, at least I'm just speaking for Costa Rica. Like the people are so nice. They just care if you're just trying to speak Spanish, as long as you try, they're like, okay, you're good. And they're just like, oh, the gringa's trying. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> and so it's, it's funny. So I can attest to Costa Rica that the people are very, very nice there. They're very helpful. And um, I just haven't been to Mexico. So I don't know. But um, totally. And a lot of times too, you'll be splitting these Uber fares. So if it's $1.50, it's 75 cents per person. So um, but still good to mention just so people are aware. And then the other thing is the weekend trips. So in Costa Rica, we have it formatted a little differently. Um, shadowing is Monday through Thursday. And then um, 
Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are off because we're more centrally located uh, for our weekend trips. We want them to have more time to factor in like transportation because they normally want to go to the beach, whether it's the Caribbean or the Pacific side. And then in Mexico, uh, we do Monday through Friday because we're already kind of right near all of the, the places that people would want to go. But those activities, those are free weekends to do whatever you want, independent. Um, normally, everyone will decide on a place to get and, uh, and go as a group. That's always what I recommend as just for the safest option and by far the most fun option. Um, but as far as to kind of finish your question on the cost, it's you just got to think about yourself, I guess, and what I've kind of laid out. I would say for the weekend trips, maybe like 150 for lodging and transportation. Normally, everyone will rent like a big Airbnb together or something. But as far as day-to-day -day spending, that's totally depends on the person. You know, there's some people that are very economical. We'll go to the grocery store. A lot of people will go out to a restaurant every single night, get, you know, fancy cocktails. And so there's kind of a big, big range uh, there. So you just got to know yourself on that one. Yeah, and I'm sure some students are wondering about the safety component of these trips. And um, I'm going to put my two cents in before I ask yours. Uh, just don't be stupid. Be aware of your surroundings. Don't go anywhere by yourself. And if you are by yourself, have somebody know where you are, what you're doing, and a way to get in contact with people. And I would recommend having, uh, since it's only three weeks, to pay for like an international plan and to use WhatsApp. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Pretty much anywhere you go, right? I mean, <laughs> there's, there's always going to be kind of sketchy areas wherever you are, whether it's in the States or abroad. Um, yeah, just the biggest one. And kind of you said we always try to encourage is the buddy rule um, especially at night if mm -hmm. you're going to be walking around just have someone with you um, make sure you're right you said uh, people know where you are um, our hotels both have 24-hour uh, security so um, we're both in safe areas Cartago is one of the safest areas in Costa Rica and Puerto Vallarta same same thing as far as Mexico goes Yep. And then uh, I have a question. So how often do you guys have this three week thing run? And I know you said most of them are in the summer. So how often are they like time frames ish? And if they are offered at other points in the year, kind of like when those points in the year are. So just because um, of COVID right now, we've had to cut down just a little bit from last year. So for 2022, we're going to have our three big summer programs and that's it's going to be six actually it's going to be three in Mexico and three Costa Rica running at the same time uh, and those dates are the end of May through July I don't have them right on the top at all make sure to get them before we get up here um, and then we normally have a winter short two-week winter program um, for people on winter break which we just wrapped up that was in Costa Rica. That was from the 1st to the 15th. That's awesome. And so Allende, if you could offer one piece of advice to a student who was thinking of going on to do this program with Toucan Abroad, what piece of advice would that be? Whoa. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what I would say. You have to go and regardless your experience I mean, everything, your experience is always what you make it. 
But I even feel like, even if you feel like, oh, I'm not that fun of a person or I'm not the most extroverted individual, I still believe that you definitely still have fun. Um, I would encourage you to be open-minded, definitely. Uh, of course, like, you and I, we all have our pre like perceptions about what to expect from, you know, uh, going to a different country. But I say you, you will definitely enhance your experience by just having an open mind in general. Like that's the biggest takeaway I would say is just like, you know, going with the mind, even if you're, like I said, if you consider yourself a person who, you know, doesn't more conservative in your approach towards travel, just more conservative towards your approach to being in a place you've never been before. Um, if you just approach it with a growth mindset, approach it with, hey, I, I want to, I'm here to learn, then your experience is going to be phenomenal. And the relationships that you're going to cultivate are also going to be phenomenal as well. So yeah, go. That's the first thing, you know, go ahead, save up your coins, you know, and go, you will have a, you will have a good time. Yeah, one of the, one of the most kind of gratifying things for me to ever hear are reviews and people telling me after the program of you know how impactful it was on them, uh, you know, for their professional experience, but also just personal growth, which obviously translates over to that as well. And really, that's why I'm so passionate about it as well. I actually did uh, two study abroads, one in Costa Rica when I was in university, and I mean, yeah totally changed the course of my life in those four weeks. Obviously, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today if I didn't have that study abroad program. So if we could provide that to these students to kind of yeah, broaden their horizons, change their perspective on, on the world and learn PT techniques and make these lifelong friendships, um, that's amazing. And we wanna to continue to do that. So uh, definitely get out of your comfort zone and because that's really where you're going to get that accelerated growth and kind of see the, the fruits of it. And another thing I would say too, um, physical therapy is, is still one of the, like, uh, and one thing I will say also to consider is because this is, I'm not saying it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, but as, as this program grows, um, it's probably going to get a little bit more competitive, maybe moving forward in the future, because this is really the only study abroad program that I was able to find uh, that I heard of that was specifically only for physical therapy. Most programs, you know, when it, medical students or, you know, nursing students that are going into other professions typically have an easier time finding study abroad opportunities for their particular profession. So that's really what caught my eye also because this was the first program that was actually specifically for physical therapy. So that's another thing to consider is if you really wanna separate yourself on your application, you actually will have an experience that right now, at least as far as I know, and um, it's the only one that I'm aware of, you know, at the moment, because I've been looking for, even before I was looking for just different study abroad opportunities in general, and usually as an undergrad, like when you're doing pre-physical therapy or maybe you're doing exercise physiology, it can be a challenging 
sometimes to find experiences that are connected to your major um, because I wanted to do a study of a study abroad program in my undergrad year but because a lot of the, the schools a lot of schools are not really offering courses that would really uh, would transfer to my particular major so it's that's another thing to consider because physical therapy is unique a little bit different from other majors maybe like finance or you know uh, marketing these there's plenty of opportunities to go abroad or plenty of internship opportunities, but um, it's not necessarily the case of physical therapy. So I would definitely keep that in the back of my, my mind if I were a student right now, still trying to apply for school. Yeah, and so how can students learn of like more about your program or I, it sounds like you have to apply for the program and everything as well to be able to do it. So can you offer students just a little bit more information on like the logistics of if they're interested in joining the program? Totally. Uh, Toucanabroad.com. You can join the wait list for our applications. Our applications are opening on February 23rd. And again, so those programs this summer are from May 21st until July 23rd, obviously each one in three week increments. Um, so basically when you join that wait list, you'll be getting updates on when applications are gonna open and any other updates that would be pertinent. Uh, and it's definitely recommend kind of joining that wait list because we do view the applications and accept kind of on a rolling basis. So you wanna get that application in as soon as they open on February 23rd. Uh, as far as other information, should all be on the website if you want to read about um, what clinics we have, the two different locations and how they differ. Um, what I would also recommend doing is there's a couple of third-party study abroad websites. Um, go over cscoverabroad.com. That's where you'll be able to see a lot of our reviews. Um, we actually, <laughs> just to toot our horn a little bit for today, we're super honored uh, for Go Overseas, we just got ranked uh, number one for overall study abroad providers. Um, so you can go in there and look at all the reviews that people say. Um, and then we are on social media as well. So Facebook and Instagram, we post some cool content there. So you can see what it's like to be uh, kind of a day in the life of the program. I think that that's awesome. And honestly, if I was a student interested in the program, I feel like this answered any questions that I may have. I feel like this was like very comprehensive. <laughs> and um, do you have anything else that you would want students to know before we wrap up this interview? Um, I would say, yeah, kind of what I ended was, was mentioning, go for it. Um, I know to a lot of people, a lot of people that come on this program, it's a first for a lot of things. Some people have never been on a plane before. Some people have never seen the beach before. Some people have never left the country before. So it can seem very, very daunting, but 99 times out of 100, when you talk to these people after, they say it's a life-changing three weeks, they make lifelong friends. And that's not just the kind of corny phrase we use, follow all these students and they're still like flying across the country to see each other. and um, really people make amazing relationships because they're going through all of these new experiences together, which really bonds them. And yeah, I, again, just recommend uh, doing research and reading what other people said. And I 
think uh, I think that should give you hopefully some encouragement to to apply and and push yourself a little out of your comfort zone and, and learn some PT in a different culture. Yeah, I think that's awesome. So Phil and Allende, thank you so much for coming on the Pre-PT Grind podcast. I will put all of the information where students can find you in the show notes below. Thanks guys for joining today and take care. We want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast. If you have not done so, please be sure to subscribe and review the podcast so that we can continue to serve many other amazing future physical therapists like you. And if this episode brought you value, please be sure to share it out with your classmates and friends so that it can bring them value as well. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast. Have an amazing rest of your day or night.